What's up, everybody? This is Stick to Football, Bleacher Reports, College Football, and NFL Draft Podcast. I'm Matt Miller, lead draft writer at BR, and joining me because it's Friday. Is it payday? It's payday. It's no, mellow. It's not. It's it is not payday for me because I'm a teacher still. And we don't get paid. Yeah, the payday is an oxymoron, and I just lowered my mic. Oh, I get summers off. (laughs) Yeah, sure I do. Enjoy working from 8 to 3, lazy bum. There we go. There's my mic. Okay, we have a fun show for you now that my mic is in place. uh, We're going to go around the league like we always do. We're going to pick them preview. Preview pick them. I'm never going to get it right. It's never going to happen. You just read the words, Ron Burgundy. (laughs) I'm Ron Burgundy. Uh, We'll figure it out. And then we'll do our draft on draft questions. That's where y'all can send in questions on Twitter. Hashtag them draft on draft. You can send them in on Reddit, Instagram, however you want to do it. In the mail. We have one coming in the mail. I did kind of remember drunkenly seeing a message about that. Someone's mailing us a draft on draft question. It's, I believe Anta Oreo. It's like I look for it in the mail. It's coming. How do you get our address? You, <laughs> you put it out on the show. Do you really not remember that? I do now. Oh man, I've been doing a lot of stuff that I don't remember the next day. <laughs> yeah, so, you put it out yeah. on the show, and I was like, "Well, I'm never answering the mail again." <laughs> Just, uh, I haven't worked in office all week out of fear. Uh, so it will be a fun show. Before we jump into everything that's happening, I want to talk quickly about a big thing that we have coming up. Big, big thing. My friends tell me it'll be very big. It's big. Uh, LSU tailgate. LSU Georgia is going to be five versus two, most likely, barring some kind of major upset this weekend. We will be down in Baton Rouge tailgating. It's going to be a great time. Unfortunately, CBS screwed us, and the game starts at 2.30. LSU should just come out and be like, we don't play games during the sun. I I don't know. We We have to do night games. All the time. Yeah, so 2.30, which means the tailgate is going to start at about 8 a.m., I think. We'll we'll let you know a time for sure. But come TBD. find us. If you're in the Baton Rouge area, we're going to have stick to football merch. We're going to have uh, sodas and candy and snacks. And, and if you come show us that you're subscribed to the show, you will get some, some stick to football merch. And we're going to be recording draft on draft questions live. We had some issues at TCU. Uh, with the man. Couldn't do it. We're going to do it in LSU. It's going to be a lot of fun. Let's get down to the news, buddy. Trevor Lawrence is Gumby. I don't know what that means. But do you okay. remember the cartoon? You might no, be too young. No, I know young. who Gumby is. He was like that little claymation, and uh-huh. he was purple, and he just, hi, I'm Gumby. Okay, but he was green. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. Maybe he, that is purple. Maybe you don't know who Gumby is. I know who yeah. Gumby is. He's a little green guy. Uh-huh. Gumby. <laughs> purple guy. Uh, but he's just bendable. Very bendable. Trevor Lawrence gets smacked right on the noggin, and it looks like his his head just... Whoosh. I'm not listening. <laughs> You're looking Look at, Gumby. at my screen. What color is that? Purple. Okay, I'm going to tweet out the images that I have pulled up of Gumby, and Matt thinks he's purple. I I... cannot move on from that until we've established. Okay, everyone's laughing at me in the room, so he's definitely not purple, but I see him as purple. So, what color is Barney? Barney is purple. (laughs) They're the same color. Uh, and that's why Matt's not racist. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I can't he see literally color. doesn't see color. Yeah. Take that, quarterback rankings. <laughs> okay. Trevor Lawrence gets smacked in the Your head. favorite black quarterback. <laughs> looks like his neck gets broken, but he's fine. He took every snap this week. He's going to start. I don't know how. He, and that is great. I am very happy for him. I didn't want to see him get injured. It looked to me more like a collarbone thing. 
than anything else. So to see that he is practicing this that Monday. like a collarbone to you. I might not know color, but the, the head bones. <laughs> no, I know, yeah. Yeah, I know that his head got, you know, dislodged from his body. But <laughs> I really thought they were going to say that it was a shoulder thing. But he's practicing this week. And I don't know that they've officially come out and said he's starting. But Dabo said he's going to play. If he's going to play, he's going to start. Yeah. And I expect him to play probably the full game. Yeah, and uh, other Clemson news, uh, the guy who was the starter, Kelly Bryant, officially got his release. Now, they play Wake Forest this weekend, so I'm not too worried about whomever plays quarterback down there. They're going to be fine. But Kelly Bryant, we talked about a lot on last Friday's show, uh, landing spots for him. You ripped through a whole bunch of them, a lot of them in the SEC, uh, some of them uh, right there in South Carolina, maybe the Gamecocks. So it, I, I know a lot of people thought, okay, Trevor Lawrence got hurt. Kelly Bryant's still in roll. What's going to happen? Is he going to stick around? The answer is no, Bob. He's not going to stick. No, he's not. And I know that there were some rumors going around last week, like, oh, he's still enrolled at Clemson. Well, I dropped out of school and was still enrolled for like two months. (laughs) I wasn't taking my ass to class. But, yeah, I was officially on whatever, enrolled in school still. It just wasn't going. And that's what Kelly Bryant's doing. He's enrolled. He's not going. Another guy maybe not going, Bryce Love, hurt again. This is the third time in about a year he got hurt last year, ankle injury, the middle of October. Then uh, missed time earlier this year. They said an undisclosed injury, missed like one game. But now uh, a game against Utah, which is a pretty big game for them. And he's uh, listed as, I guess, questionable is what you would call it in the NFL to maybe play, maybe won't play. I, I was doing radio today in Chicago and they asked, you think he's just sitting out? You know, he's, oh, he's a great prospect. He's just sitting out. And I was like, if Bryce loves fucking sitting out, then we got problems because he's not that good of a prospect. Right. And we've already had questions about him. And now durability is another one. Like this guy missed a game already this year. And now he's banged up again. That is going to hurt his draft status. I think this would be different if it were just, oh, you know, you took a shot, you sit out a game, you're injured. Like people get hurt. But if you keep getting hurt, then it starts to turn into a problem for your draft status. And you're already an undersized guy. Right. The NFL is say, really going to hate that. Though? Like, if you're 5'10", a buck 90, and you get hurt a lot, it's, an, oh, no. No, sir. Yeah, it's, he's not big enough to play. He's 6'2", 230. Nobody would care that he keeps getting hurt. I mean, yeah. you would at They'd some point. They just say but, that he's like a bruiser, and that's right. his style of like running. Derrick Henry, which, yeah. by the way, we're getting dangerously close to Derrick Henry bust territory, and I'm going to, you think I'm bad on Twitter now. Oh, buddy, (laughs) let that happen. It's going to be like naked on fire running down the street yelling at everybody because I was not a fan at all. Yeah, and I was totally with you there, too. I know I wasn't really— I called him a fullback. I wasn't a voice, (laughs) but, yeah, I just didn't think that he and his upright running ability was going to make it in the NFL. He's not that fast. Can't shake. No lateral movement. Yeah, so I'm I'm totally with you there. Uh, This is NFL territory, and I I hope our friends at Simpson Leftco allow us this moment. But I wanted to talk about the uh, players of the month came out. Offensive player of the month, Pat Mahomes. Offensive rookie of the month, Calvin Ridley. Defensive rookie of the month was Darius Leonard. And this one surprised me. Defensive player of the month. Do you know who it was? No. (laughs) You cheated. You know who it was. (laughs) Yeah, I know who it was. It was J.J. Watt. (laughs) I, that which was very surprising for me, right? And I haven't watched a lot of Texans games this year for the so, AFC, at least. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So it did confuse me, but the dude is playing. He's playing very well. He has five sacks and four forced fumbles already, which yeah. is great. So good for him. Is JJ Watt back yet? 
I thought that was a pun at first. <laughs> no, it's JJ oh, Watt's back back. Uh huh. I thought maybe we were just making fun of him and he got hurt again. No. But no, is JJ <laughs> Watt back? Not, not yet. Not I, yet. It's kind of like the Andrew Luck thing with me where I said I wouldn't buy into it until I saw him throw a real football. And I still don't even really know if he's back. Like we've heard all kinds yeah. of things about that arm, but he was performing very well through for over 400 yards this week. JJ Watt, I want to see him do it for more than a month. Right. He's been dominant through September his whole career. September is not the problem. Let's see what he does October, November, and if he can put a full year together. Yeah, it, his five sacks that he has so far this year are the most he's had since 2015, which is pretty crazy. I mean, that would put him on pace for 20. Yeah, oof, which he had 20 and a half in 2012 and 2014. Yep, He yep. was so good back in the day. He was, like before Hard Knocks. When he was hitting the tire with the sledgehammer listening to Fort Minor. Going to his cabin that everybody thought was just like, like the rocky cabin right. out in the woods. Like he carved it out of a mountain, and it's like a lodge. Like, <laughs> right. Like, and it's like at eight fireplaces. An elite level cabin. Yeah. An elite lifestyle lodge, as old whiskey slash safety Dan would say. One more thing on Around the League that I, I really want to, like I'm passionate about this, is everyone now is talking about they want to find the next Patrick Mahomes, right? He comes out red hot start. He's throwing left-handed undefeated season still hasn't thrown a pick and already the talk is starting. Who's the next Pat Mahomes? Is it Drew Locke? Is it this big arm guy uh, in a spread offense? Is it Will Greer? Just somebody who's a gamer. I want to just say that there isn't one. And I'll agree with you too. And it's so hard to identify these guys as like, Oh, who's the next Whoever. It's all about situation in the NFL. Pat Mahomes could have been a bust if he would have went to somewhere else, like the Browns. We just don't know. He's a very good quarterback. He's performing very well. He has a great situation around him. So I don't think you can say, who is the next Pat Mahomes? Like You can yeah. look and maybe after the draft say, okay, this guy landed with a very good situation. Then you could say he's in a Pat Mahomes-type situation where he could sit out a year and do some good things. I don't think anybody is going to even come remotely close to his arm talent. His, Josh Allen. His arm strength is off the charts. Like yeah. you even see him doing warm-ups and guys for the 49ers like, "Are you kidding me? Are you looking at this guy? He just threw it 65 yards and no one can believe it." So we're not going to find another Pat Mahomes. I mean, the last time we saw a talent like this was probably Brett Favre. If you're talking about arm strength, like it's unreal what he is able to do. I had a comparison, but I didn't want to tweet it because you know how people are. I have not seen an arm like that since Michael Vick. Just his ability on the rollout to to manipulate the ball and his arm angle. And, and, and Pat on the rollout has this where he really does throw from his core. You know, it's not an over-the-top motion. It, it, the ball never gets too far away from his body. Like, to me, that's how Vic was, like, keeping the ball in tight. And it's different because Vic was a lefty, but uh, it's unreal what he's doing. And that's my thing. Like, let's just enjoy the moment. We don't need to jump on, is Justin Herbert the next Carson Wentz? Is, you well, know. yeah, and it's even the same with Baker Mayfield. Like, oh, is he the next? I've even seen him compared to, like, Brett Favre. No, no, that was the Ravens defensive coordinator. Yeah, yeah. I was like, he's the Brett Favre, John Elway of our generation. He yeah, has started probably, one football game. Yeah. And you think he has, like, just as many touchdown catches as passes? Yeah, I mean, or it's at least pretty close on the brakes, just a little bit. All right, guys, if I can get this right, it's preview and picks time. I really don't care what picks. you call it. I just always call it pick them, pick them. Oh, well, but, but and then preview there's you as well. There's not two words. We're just so we 
We need alliteration though. Preview and pick them. Uh, interesting. It's the PP segment. The, the P and P segment. Uh, interesting note, nugget, factoid. You pulled one game ahead of me last weekend. Oh, you are fancy now that. 18 and 17 on the year. I am 17 and 8. Wait, no. It's going to be your dog. You're 18 and 7. I'm 17 and 8. I threw a lot of extra numbers in there. Okay, and then it confused me because yeah. I thought you had it right the first nope, time. Nope, you're 18 and 7. I'm 17 and 8. So this week is pivotal. And this week, I got to pick who call, who picks which game. There's so many P's coming out. <laughs> yeah, After you yeah. said alliteration, that's where my brain went. Oh, you can hear and now. now I'm listening for it. I'm going to try just to work Smash it as many that, as I can. Uh, you know, previous button. <laughs> yeah. 30 seconds ago, listen to Matt and all the Take P's that just came out. Take a drink for every P I said <laughs> in the last 30 seconds. You will be pretty, pretty drunk. You'll be pissed drunk. <laughs> <laughs> pissed drunk, yeah. All right, number one, Alabama at Arkansas. This is my game. I'm going to pick Alabama by 40. Huh, wonder who put in the games this week. I did. I already admitted it. it I'll take me. Alabama yeah. versus Arkansas. So let me just bold that one. They, Alabama. They could win this game by 100 points, and I'm not kidding. Oh, no, if they wanted to. If they wanted to. If they kept their foot on the gas, they would win by if 100 points. Two will play in the fourth quarter. Yeah, 100. Easy. Do you think Alabama's backups could beat Arkansas? Yes. North Texas beat Arkansas. Yeah, that's true. Like, so do they're you, second string guys. You, you know what? Even leave out Jalen Hurts. Let's say he's like 1B on their depth chart. Go to their third quarterback, Wilson. Then you just still have more Najee talent. Harris is still right, starting exactly. a running back. Like you still have five stars like across the board. Okay. I don't think they even recruit four-star guys. Could Alabama beat the Arizona Cardinals? No. Okay, thank you. I just want <laughs> no. to get you on the record. I know you're a college football guy. I wanted an opportunity to yell at their you because I was wrong about Gumby. Their defensive line is very talented, but... You got to remember, every single player on the Cardinals team came from like an Alabama. They were the badass at their school. Yeah, Chandler Jones against Jonah Williams would be fun. I don't think it would be I, for Chandler Jones. It'd be a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. Like you look at a guy like McGlinchey, who was drafted number nine overall, struggling this year with the Raiders. Niners. Niners. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your team. Yep. You ha- you don't even know if you have that talent on Alabama yet. Yeah. A guy that could be drafted number nine overall on your offensive line. I agree. I just like to ask people on the spot. Yeah, I'm I'm saying no. Good on that one. Luck picking this one. I gave it to you on purpose. Yeah, it's because you didn't want to make the pick that we have to I'm make. I'm gonna still make it. I'll put it on record. It's fine. I'll do six games this week. So I'll, I'll take one of mine off. I have some bad games on my <laughs> on my side. Well, the next game that Matt gave me this week is number nineteen Texas Longhorns at the number seven. Oklahoma Sooners. Obviously, this is a neutral site game. So even though it says at Oklahoma, they will be in Dallas at the State Fair. I I don't want to say it, so I'm just going to say I'm not picking Texas. <laughs> I don't want to say the other school, uh-huh. um, so I'm picking so Texas I'm to lose. I'm just going to say that I'm, I'm not picking Texas. <laughs> I'm not going to say they're going to lose, and I'm not going to say the other team's going to win, but I'm not picking Texas here. <laughs> I hope it rains like crazy this whole weekend. I hope it starts. I hope it already started. I hope they forgot to cut the grass. Uh, Yeah, I hope it's just three inches of water and they're playing in the mud and they can slow down this Oklahoma offense because that's what it's going to have to take. The defense for Texas has been, they've been very good. They haven't seen anything like Oklahoma yet. So I'm not picking Texas. Uh, When I coached high school ball, we actually did that one week. We were playing a really fast team and we were bad. And we thought, oh, it's just not cut the grass this week. It'll slow them down. 
No, slowed us down. They're fine. Like we know. Yeah, it turns yeah, out yeah. everybody <laughs> right, plays slower right. than weird enough. We were still as slow comparatively. <laughs> it didn't really help. So uh somebody did that to us once. Like we were we were not good, obviously. And we get to their field. You can't even call it a stadium. There was a field. There were train tracks next to it. And Jasper, Missouri. (laughs) And you get out to the field, and it was literally above your ankles. And our coach is like, what the hell is this? Well, the other coach is like, they're trying to slow us down. Like, why? (laughs) We We don't even have team speed. Like, how bad (laughs) and slow are they if they think they have to slow us down? Turns out. But that's what they need to be doing at the Cotton Bowl. Did you guys go to the the double deuce after when you played in Jasper, Missouri? Oh, yeah. I ripped you guys' throat out. Yeah. That roadhouse. Watch yeah. it if you As soon as I walked into the bar, I was like, hey. I think right that might move. be the movie that made me want to do karate. When he like builds the, he has like the punching bag in the barn that's like a mattress duct tape. <laughs> it's like just rolled up and duct taped. Yeah, yeah. I remember getting one of those eggshell like mattress toppers, right. you know, and doing that, like duct taping it. And it was like four inches in diameter, you know, <laughs> but I'm rolling on that bastard. Uh, Looks like a loaf of bread. It really did. <laughs> I'm going to pick Texas just for chaos. I I do think that Army gave a little bit of a blueprint, and Texas's front seven is good enough. I, I think to slow down the run game, you have Gary Johnson, who hopefully can keep up with Kyler Murray, at least contain a little bit. And then that Texas secondary is very good. Chris Boyd oh, yeah. against Marquise Brown is going to be a fun matchup. And I hope Caden Stern just goes off against these guys. Yeah, maybe break some legs. Uh, Maryland and Michigan for me. Uh, I think this is a sneaky game because Michigan should not be ranked number 15. This game being in the big house is probably going to tip the scales for me and go toward Michigan. But if if ever there were a team that you just had no faith in as a picker, it would be the Michigan Wolverines. Well, you don't know what kind of team you're going to get with Jim Harbaugh as your coach. Like they might come out and put up 55 or they might come out and shit their pants and put up Did seven. Did you see the list where he's the third highest paid coach in college football? It's Nick Saban and then Meyer, Urban Meyer and Jim Harbaugh actually tied at seven Point five million dollars a year, I believe. Jimbo yeah. Fisher is up there. Well, he just got a huge deal. Which is so stupid. That's really working out for you well there. But yeah, I mean, at least those guys have won a conference championship. Yeah. Because at Michigan, Jim Harbaugh hasn't done that. Nick Saban, though, I, he was making an eight point three. He should. They should be able to divide his salary. And he should be the top one and two yeah. paid coaches. He is so much better than anybody else that's doing it right now. And it's not even funny. Gus was five, and I feel like that's way too high as well. Yeah, but he's got a national championship. And that's how these guys get paid, like Jimbo. Dabo was seventh. They're, because of Nick Saban, it's like the Jordan era. Yeah, There are not many coaches in college football right now that have a national championship under their belt because Nick Saban has so many. So guys like Gus Malzahn, he has one. Jimbo has one. Dabo has one. And that's why those guys are getting paid because they're the only ones that can compete even close to what Nick Saban's doing. Tom Herman is ninth. Scott Frost is 10th. Lovey Smith is 13th. He's 10th, and he hasn't even won a game yet. Lovey Smith, <laughs> yeah. that's bad. Like He might be on the hot seat Here's already. Here's maybe what, and, and obviously they can redo these deals, but we've talked about three college coaches that we would go after for the NFL. I'm on like a weird tangent, not even on the pick anymore. Uh, 16 is Lincoln Riley, 19 is Chris Peterson, 20 is David Shaw. Yeah, there's three right there. Yeah, uh, go get them. Go get them. Okay, so back on track. I'm picking Michigan. <laughs> right. <laughs> and we're back yeah. in Michigan. 
Okay, so I agree with you. Even though I think the Maryland team is pretty talented, they beat a very good Texas team, so they have to be worth something. But I do agree with you. I think that game just being in the big house, I Michigan wins that one. Yeah, you got 122,000 people screaming at you. So, and I'm going with the next game here, Clemson at Wake Forest. We kind of started talking about it. Trevor Lawrence, I think, does come back. I do think they'll play it safe with him, and they will. We will probably see both quarterbacks play. But I think they have enough talent to get by Wake Forest, even without Trevor Lawrence. We saw their running yeah. back, and I can't remember how to say his name. Etienne. Etienne. Yep. It sounds like gumbo. Like it. Like you it, said, gumbo, and I thought Gumby again. <laughs> it sounds like that purple. <laughs> that's gonna that purple Play-Doh guy. <laughs> that's gonna be stuck in my head all night now. <laughs> that's all I can. We're gonna have to do a podcast that's stick to Gumby and just yeah. talk about that. We should do stick to colors, where you just ask me what color things are. <laughs> I hold up a marker, and you have to tell yeah. me what color it is. If you're wrong, I throw a dart at your head. If you're wrong, I have to drink. <laughs> no darts. darts. <laughs> you know, when I was a kid, I learned how to cheat on. Uh, color test. I, if I could smell the crayon, I would know what color it was. <laughs> I wish I would have been your kindergarten teacher. Like, okay, Matthew, here's a crayon. What color is it? And you just pick that son of a bitch up and <laughs> green. Yeah. <laughs> the crayon is blue. <laughs> That's exactly how it went. What the hell, kid? Okay, yeah, yeah. All right. Yep. And back to your desk. It was green, you crazy little fucker. <laughs> Go sniff your markers yeah. some more. Why is he smelling the crayons? I don't get it. Uh, I will maintain to this day that green, a green crayon smells different than a brown one. <laughs> yeah. Who doesn't know that? <laughs> if you were colorblind, you would know Apparently, green if, smells different than brown. If you're colorblind, it heightens your other senses. <laughs> well, no, because I'm blind as a bat, so maybe it just affects all the vision. I I smell and hear really well. Well, I have the color orange, and I'm going Clemson. with Clemson here against Wake Forest. Really, just Clemson, I don't give a shit about what they do on offense. They still have that front seven yeah. on defense. And they are probably more talented than anybody else in the ACC, just those seven guys alone. Speaking of purple, I have LSU of Florida, and I'm confident one of those teams wears purple. <laughs> 5 verse 22, this is the game that can mess up our weekend plans on the 13th. If Florida beats LSU, well, LSU Georgia's not as exciting. Still be fun, but not as exciting. You better not. Better not. And better not. I'm going to pick LSU because I don't, I, I don't even know how Florida's ranked 22. I think we just have a lot of really bad teams in college football right now, and that's allowing someone like Florida to be up there. LSU is just too good defensively. And like you talked about on the Monday morning show, Joe Burrow is too dynamic a quarterback yeah. right now. And he had a very good game last week. So I think he's actually starting to get comfortable in that offense like we saw last year with Jared Stidham. Yeah. He transfers in, knocks the rust off a little bit, and now he's starting to perform. And we see, we've see we seen what their defense can do. They've been doing it for 100 years down there. Yeah. Now they get to face Florida, and it's they're going to just roll right over Big game. Next one for you. Connor will be at this game, actually. Yeah, and I think when he scheduled it out, it was going to be a lot more exciting than he thought. Uh, I have the purple Miami Hurricanes, which is a joke because they They're are green. green. I knew that one. Miami. Why would a hurricane be purple? <laughs> well, the, why would they be orange and green? Gumby? Why would he be? No, Miami, the hurricane. Why would a hurricane be orange and green? I don't know. 
I don't either. <laughs> they used to be black and red, which is the flag for the hurricane, like warnings. Did they really? Yeah, and then over the years, like shit got black changed. Black and red, up. so much cooler. And I, I don't know, like maybe the uniform company like couldn't provide black and red one day, so they're like, well, we got these orange and these green How shitters do you know in the back. This stuff. I don't know. It could be wrong. People prove me wrong on Twitter, like every show. Pat Mahomes. Now I'm picking because we are ADDs flaring up. All right, bad. bad. <laughs> We're gonna need a new sponsor here for that. Florida stick State football is brought to you by Ritalin. <laughs> they can't stick to football, yeah. but now they can. Our producers would love that. Florida State at Miami. I'm just gonna come out and pick Miami because we are three games in, and this is a 20 minute segment. <laughs> That ad read was great. They, uh, okay, next, Arizona State at Colorado. What's funny is, like, we're not even drinking tonight recording. Like, it's, it, we're just ADD. Is bad what happens when sure. we have to tail, when we get to tailgate all the time. Right. And we're tired. Yeah, it is. All right, Arizona State at Colorado. I think going to Colorado, Herm Edwards' team is going to have some trouble here. That is a uh, Colorado uh, quarterback play has been very good. And defensively, I think they're one of the sneakier teams in the nation every year. And we've seen that the really the last three years, yeah. especially in the secondary. Our so, buddy Richard Royal said like they're a dark horse for DBU and they really are. Yeah, they, they absolutely are. They get a lot of length that they put back there every year. Yeah. So I'm going to go Colorado mostly because I don't trust Herm Edwards. Yeah. Like I'm still waiting for that to fall apart. It's pretty easy to schedule against like Texas San Antonio. Yeah. When you can just throw the ball to Nikhil Harry. Like, that's very easy. Yeah. Do that eight times a game, you're going to get yourself at least two touchdowns. So I I like that pick, though, with Colorado, and I like what they're doing there. Next game for me, we'll take it to the SEC, Auburn at Mississippi State, which is kind of ironic because they are very similar team. I know. Very similar yeah. offenses. If Auburn can do anything with the offensive line. I know they've got like three guys hurt right now, but – if you can just get a hand on one of those defensive linemen for Mississippi, Jared Stidham is good enough. I don't know if he's quarterback one, but he's good enough to get the ball to some receivers and then establish a run game. They have to find a way to take the top off the defense, give Stidham some time, and then that's going to open up rushing lanes for him. They haven't figured it out yet, but I think they're going to eventually because Gus Malzahn is a offensive genius. He'll get it going, and they will beat Mississippi State. Coach Mueller over there <laughs> breaking it down. <laughs> Here's what you got to do. All right, next one. This is my last game, and I'm going to upset City for you, buddy. Number six, Notre Dame at 24, Vitek. <laughs> no way Ian Book can go into Blacksburg and win. No way. Well, we've been picking against Every Notre week. Dame a I'm going to get it right eventually. I like it. I really hope that it happens. I would disagree with you, but more power to you. Last game for me, Utah at Stanford. Even if Bryce Love doesn't play, they have enough talent, and I like their quarterback. And I would not want to deal with David Shaw coming off of a loss. I bet he has just been pissed off and even more focused all week, and that's going to be too much for Utah. I know people have talked about like Utah's defense or whatever. They don't have Jerry Tillery, so it okay. Yeah, they're playing Stanford this week, who has a very good defense, who's also looking to rebound. So I think Stanford, this is an easy one kills Utah. Can I ask you one not Gumby related question? I don't know. Virginia Tech, that Virginia Tech Notre Dame game is at night in Blacksburg. Does that change your opinion at all? Yeah, but just what you've seen with Virginia Tech so far, if they're they're the football team that came out against Florida State, I think they have a chance. But just what we've seen the last two weeks with Notre Dame and that quarterback, they have a very balanced offense now. They can beat you through the air. 
They've been able to do it on the ground. And they have guys like Tillery on their defense and their cornerback. I think his name's Love. Yeah, Julian Love. Very good talent. And Virginia Tech still missing their quarterback, still some uncertainty at running back. But if they can get a couple pump blocks and then play some Metallica, I think they come away with a win. All right, guys, it's time for Draft on Draft. And as always, y'all did a great job. We got one guy, Brandon Albert, Brendan Albert, excuse me, just dominating the, the rundown tonight. I'm not even kidding. I bet he sent me 24 questions over the last like, story. two weeks or so. He DM'd me and I was like, oh, man, you have to send these to Mello. <laughs> <laughs> well played, I'm sir. <laughs> I'm so busy. Yeah, because I'm not. Yeah, I'm uh, just sitting over here with time. I had to watch playoff baseball today. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, right, because you work for Bleacher Report. Right, exactly. As an NFL draft writer. Yeah. Playoff baseball. I went to Target. I mean, I wasn't doing much. I went to Starbucks. Just trying to shape the youth of America. I went to Outback Steakhouse today, and it gave me the poops. That's what like, you I get for the steakhouse you day. made me go to in Texas. Payback is a mother. All right, Cody Miller, no relation. If you had to pick one NFL stadium to live at for the rest of your life, which one would you pick and why? That is a—I didn't see it going there. <laughs> one stadium for the rest of your life? I would say it's got to be Jerry World. Lambeau Field. It's going to be very cold. Yeah. I'm okay with that. I figure Jerry World, it doesn't... The amenities would be so amazing. Right. It would be comfortable. It's air-conditioned. Yeah. Uh-huh. In the winter, it's TV's not going to get cold. Hook yeah, up right. a video right. game system yeah. to it. Netflix and chill. Netflix, yeah. You can do whatever you wanted on the do star. Do you know like how amazing Band of Brothers would look on that TV? No, because I've never seen it in person. Oh, the TV. The TV. Oh. <laughs> I almost walked out of the office. Like I was wondering why you were so offended that I had never been to the Cowboys stadium. Like, well, it's a shame. Get off my back, all right? I get it. It's like a billion-dollar stadium. Uh, all right. Uh, Jerry World is the right answer. The what? Falcons one would probably be like a close second. But There's a Chick-fil-A in there. Yeah, that's not open on Sundays. I think the lights would give me migraines, though. Oh, yeah. I, I hate I, the way that looks. Yeah, I don't like watching their Where games. Where would your least favorite be? Probably Lambo. You have that one. No, the Raiders. Raiders. It's going to collapse on answer here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's going to collapse in the next five years. Yep. Uh, all right. Brendan Albert asked, teased, sent in three questions. Number one question, what would you do with your first NFL game check? Well, you get a signing bonus first. Just Well, yeah, you could even count that. Okay, you really? get a check. Like, yeah, you're drafted. Say you're the first pick in the draft, and you're going to get that $24 million or whatever signing bonus. Was list. it Dion that framed his, and then the NFL had to call and be like, You got to cash that? <laughs> you got to actually cash that check. We, yeah. <laughs> we oh, got yeah. it on the books. I don't know. I probably wouldn't do anything too crazy. Maybe just buy like a house, not like a fancy one, but just like a house that I could live in for the rest of my life. And then after that, I'd probably just buy a shitload of Chick fil A. We all like to think, like, um, let's be practical. I wouldn't. I would cash that check, and I would buy the biggest house I could find and buy that day. Like, I want it right now. I'm not waiting until tomorrow. I will pay you cash. I want it now. Then I would take everyone in this room to, like, Fiji or something. I mean, yeah, if you're really going to blow it, I would go to some mansion and just be like, I have this amount of money. You have 12 hours to move out. Leave all of your stuff, though. I want it. Yeah. Or and I then just watch him just be like, yeah, just go to like gone. a regular person's house and be like, I want to buy your house. One of you has to stay as my servant. <laughs> <laughs> like you guys figure it out. One of you has to stay. I'll make it easy. You can't choose a kid. Yeah. The kid's got to go. Laundry's got to get done. So <laughs> extra 500 bucks if it's the wife. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I would blow it. 
so fast. I know. Like, if I were 22 and got handed $24 million, it would have been gone in three days. I had, like, $20,000 a year when I was that old, and I blew it. What's the most amount of money you've ever, like, had in your hands? Like, $500, maybe? Maybe. Are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> like, I think that's a stretch. I Like, if we're being real, it's probably, like, 300 bucks. Cash? Yeah. Like, that's the most cash you've ever, ever held. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, I didn't see that going that way. I don't okay. get out much. <laughs> yeah. And again, this is my tri-weekly reminder. <laughs> teachers are overpaid. <laughs> I mean, I really don't. Maybe, like, going on, like, a vacation or something, I would have had, like, that's where the 500 came from. Like, maybe. What did you have? Travel check? Like, <laughs> like, going to Mexico, like, taking cash oh, yeah. with me, like, okay. oh, maybe 500? That sounds too high when I think about it. Wow. Yeah. We're going to go to an ATM when we leave here. I'm going to get out $400. That's what I would do like in my max first withdrawal. Yeah. My first game check, I would just cash it, put it all on a bed, and then just lay on that bed. Yeah. You know how I feel about bed sheets. I do know. Yes. That's what go. I would do with my first game check. Moment. That you realized you weren't going to be a college athlete. I've actually told my story before. so I'll I think I've first. told mine too, but I put it on here anyway. I was in eighth grade and we were playing basketball on the street because that dumbass Dan, uh, we couldn't go to a real basketball court. We had to actually play on the street and uh, trying to dunk a basketball and came down and tore up my knee really bad. And then I, even then I was like still optimistic. Like, oh no, it's just a knee surgery. I'll recover two knee surgeries later, it was pretty done deal for me. Like, oh, I'm not ever going to run again. Let's just embrace the fat. Uh, <laughs> I say fact. <laughs> no, there was no C in that word. Uh, mine was, I actually held on to the dream longer than you, which is crazy because I definitely wasn't as athletic. But I remember my sophomore year of high school, and, and people would ask me, what do you want to do when you grow up? And I want to play in the NFL. And our oldest brother, Michael, uh, we got in an argument one day and he said, you know, like you're not even that good at football. You could barely start at a one, a school as a sophomore. And I was like, Oh shit. <laughs> like, oh, <fuck>. like, <laughs> I'm confident. I punched him in the balls and then was like contemplating life. You I know? haven't like, hit my growth spurt yet. <laughs> right. I'm four inches taller than our dad and I'm still waiting to grow, you know, like probably you just wait till yet. I hit the gym this summer. <laughs> yeah. Nope. Uh, top dad at about, 510 165 in high school with pads on. Uh, so, yeah, that was it for me, sophomore year. And that's when I really I got into journalism a lot was, okay, well, I, I still want to be around football since I'm not going to play it. And it worked out. Yeah, Screw man. him. Yeah. You find alcohol, and that's pretty much, yeah, you're all set. If I could have weighed what I do now in high school and it had been muscle, yeah, I would have been fine. I would have played. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think everybody could say that. Yeah, right? <laughs> that would have been great. If only beer turned into muscle instead of fat. We should someone that. make that there's, beer. Yeah, there's a million dollar idea. Just protein instead of some whatever. I don't even Carbs. know. <laughs> uh, next one, uh, also from Brendan. Replace an entire movie with the Muppets. But you have to keep one human character. What movie and human would you keep? Okay, so I have to pick a movie and replace every, all characters except for one human stays. Yes. Okay, you had this movie in my brain because you mentioned the actor earlier. What about Gladiator? Ooh. But you keep Joaquin Phoenix, not <laughs> Russell Crowe. Can you imagine how big of a jerk-off he is if, like, the final scene, it's him and Kermit? <laughs> 
and he's like embracing him and then oh sticks a knife into <laughs> and Kermit, Kermit. And he's like oh you fucker but then he beats him at the end we could get Pat Mahomes to voice it over yeah That'd be great you got Fozzie Bear out there giving the thumbs up thumbs downs or something yeah okay this one's <laughs> not family friendly showgirls keep <laughs> Jesse Spano <laughs> everyone else is a muppet it's <laughs> yeah. a little messed up Hunger Games, Keith oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ever Everdeen, Evergreen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ever, yeah. I, don't know. I just gave you the symbol. Now uh, you can't see that, but yeah. it happened. Uh, what I would say, I watched this movie pretty recently. Super bad. You oh. keep Jonah Hill. It's just just Jonah Hill getting drunk with a bunch of Muppets. Emma that, Stone. That's a win. Keep Emma Stone. Then it gets everyone else. Well, it wouldn't be too awkward. Keep the one girl that McLovin sleeps with. Ooh. Everyone else is a Muppet. We saw her in we saw her in Last House on the Left. We watched the movie not that long ago. I was like, oh, that's the chick from Superbad. The Notebook, The Matrix, keep Keanu Reeves, and then he just kills a bunch of Muppets. Yeah, the real world is all Muppets. Like he when he takes the pill, <laughs> yeah. everyone's a Muppet. <laughs> <laughs> See, I would go with like The Notebook, but I would keep Ryan Gosling. And he like is screaming <laughs> at, at like, Miss Piggy. If I wrote you <laughs> no, every day. <laughs> if you're a bird, I'm a bird. And then he's talking to Big Bird or like some other like Muppet character. <laughs> and then they just make it, and then they die at the end, and it's him and Miss Piggy holding hands yeah. or whatever. That'd be a good one too. That'd be great. Or uh, Animal House, John Belushi. And the Literal am- yeah. Animal House. <laughs> That's a great question. Hey, you want to go animals? Go Ace Ventura. Keep Ace. Keep Ace. Everyone else. And the original one, it's Ace oh, yeah. Ventura and some Muppets looking for the dolphin. <laughs> no Courtney Cox <laughs> looking for the yeah. dolphin. I do like that. Uh, at Hakuna Matata, that means no worries. Oh, the Lion King. Keep Simba. Does that count? <laughs> I, <laughs> He's not a human, but it's a movie. Uh, he wants to know facts. The, only. the Giants have pretty much the worst right tackle situation in the NFL, and maybe ever. How hard is it to find an elite tackle at right tackle, an elite talent at right tackle, excuse me? It seems like most of the elite college prospects tend to play left tackle. It's hard to me. Like Mitchell Schwartz is very good in Kansas City. I I think one of the problems we're getting into is that teams went through this period of trying to draft athletes. You know, we saw it like Luke Jokel, we saw it with Eric Flowers. And at some point, we've started to see a correction, at least where you're going toward more pro-ready type guys like Mike McGlinchey, Jack Conklin, coming out of bigger schools that are going to run the ball more, more pro sets. Uh, your guy, David Edwards at Wisconsin would be it's a good big one. big maulers. Go to Iowa. Yeah. Draft the right tackle. Draft that guy. Go to Stanford. Go to Wisconsin. Go to Notre Dame. So I think that's a big part of it is there's also been like an overthinking and now defenses are so balanced. You can't just put like, oh, let's put the fatter, slower guy on the right side. Like, no, because Von Miller's over there. And Khalil right. Max over there. So we can't do that. You have to have athletes. So I, I think, and it is, it's just, you know, like how hard is it to find a lot of a good position across the board? I mean, there's not like a mm. lot of good, every anything in the NFL right now. So I think that's a big part of it. It's just been a highlight right now because defensive coordinators are smart and they're going to put their athletic pass rushers over there. All right, Alex Hayes, could you ever see Lincoln Riley taking over as the Browns head coach? Yeah. Hope so. I I could actually like just with them and having Baker Mayfield there. Even I could see it happening. And uh, even if you want to go into another draft on draft question that we're going to have, which two college football coaches will be in the NFL within two years? 
I think he's one of them. I think that he will get a better position than the Browns. Yeah. But I could see it just because that connection there with Baker Mayfield. I was, was asking around about him a couple weeks ago and was told pretty much just like flat out, hey, he's not going to the NFL. He doesn't want to. So, I mean, yeah, I think there will be calls and there will definitely be, you know, overtures of, hey, come run the Jets. Or if Jerry ever finally gets tired of Jason Garrett clapping on the sidelines, he'll, you know, hey, come down to Dallas, which would be a dream situation yeah. for a lot of people. Yeah. And so James Draper, Draper, Draper Don Draper, who asked that question, that's the team that I could see him going to. It's just that weird Oklahoma Dallas Cowboy connection that they have. I think if he were going to leave, OU, which I hope does happen, it would be for a team like the Cowboys. Or it would have to be a situation where he's taking over something that's already great. Like if Andy Reid just decides, you know what, two more years and I'm done, Yeah, I could see a guy like Lincoln Riley saying, okay, that offense is already all set. They have their talent. I'll go take that over. The other one I always think it's David Shaw or Chris Peterson. Yeah. Yep. And we alluded to that earlier. Or Jim Harbaugh gets fired. Yeah, he probably needs to go back to the NFL. If he can't beat Michigan State and Ohio State this year, he might need to. Last one, at King of Taunts, with two second-rounders, could you see the Patriots doing what the Steelers did with Mason Rudolph and James Washington, but do it with Will Greer and David Stills? Yeah, that makes sense. You could even leave out race. I know, like David Stills, he's white, he plays receiver, you have the Patriots. Yeah. (laughs) But I I do think it would be a good fit. It would give Greer some time to maybe sit behind Brady unless he retires. We've seen this not just with college teammates, but like Carson Wentz worked out with Mac Hollins. And so they drafted Mac Hollins the next year. Jared Goff worked out with Cooper Cup. So they draft Cooper Cup. So you get a lot of these relationships where guys work out together because they're represented by the same agency and they end up basically vouching for each other and saying, Hey, I want this guy here. We got a great connection. So it happens. And you know, cup is Jared Goff's, I think probably favorite target right now. And Mac Hollins is someone the Eagles really like maybe a little bit more special teams. But so I don't, I don't think it's crazy to see that combination to see guys get paired up a little bit more, especially in the second round. I think that's a good question because that's good value. Uh, based off what we've seen so far this year. Both of those guys, if you could get them in the second round, I think that's a good tandem to have. Yeah, no joke. And they need a quarterback in the future badly. Uh, And I do think round two is probably better for Will Greer than some of the round one talk that we've seen. But, of course, a year ago, we would have said day three for Baker Mayfield. Two years ago, we probably would have said day three for Pat Mahomes. So, happens. Things change. Uh, I'll never forget a scout telling me that Carson Wentz was an undrafted free agent. Yeah, how'd that work out for you? Does he still have a job? Nope. Yeah. Nope. That'll do it. That will do it. All right. That'll also do it for us. That's our show. Thank you guys for all the questions, for the top five suggestions. Hopefully, if you listen to this, you will come out and see us at uh, LSU Georgia. Baton Rouge is going to be a ton of fun. We know it sucks. It's going to be a day game, but we're going to make the best of it. Come out, get some merge, record your draft on draft question, and, and maybe you can pretend to be Baker Mayfield and fight Mellow. We'll see. Yeah, go for it. Put that six jersey on for OU and let's get it. 